Caleb. What the hell was that? Was the maybe it was thunder? No. No, you think it was peach? Yeah. Well, probably true. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Just did a little ninja <laughs> little mission impossible around the microphone. Yeah, to get into position under the the boom arm of the mic. Yeah, well, it's very close to the couch. I'm yeah. sort of tucked in, and I had to untuck myself. Yeah, the goal is to be to to get comfy. Yes. But then sometimes when you have to like actually move, it's less comfy. Definitely. How's your week out. been? Week's been okay. Um, it sort of feels like a big blur. I don't know. It's really starting to feel repetitive for me we're 28 days in now that's really crazy yeah um i think all the rain sort of made this week feel a little gloomy oh my god it's been pouring in la so much rain just just raining all day every day Mm -hmm. which of course considering my studio still isn't watertight has been super frustrating Mm -hmm. because it's been leaking for a week which sucks yeah and it just i don't know i mean we thrive on our walks and going outside and giving the dog exercise and stuff so that was that was sort of a bummer we thrive on it and peaches survives on it like (laughs) when we don't do it she's like a a a a menace do you ever think that while walking our dog just like this is the highlight of her day like this is the most exciting thing about her day Mm -hmm. is walking around eating all the acorns trying trying to eat all the acorns yeah while yeah. we prevent her the entire time. We're not doing so great. We're not doing no, so hot. No. Um, I mean, I saw a tweet before I deleted Twitter that was mm-hmm. like about, uh, you know, everybody being on lockdown, uh, social isolation. Social. They were like, the tweet was like, now I know why um, dogs get so fucking excited to go on a walk every day. <laughs> Just how, that's how like everything feels now. It's funny. Totally. We are their whole world. So when we get to show them little piece of the outside it's so exciting a hundred percent you know what i mean um did you have any easter traditions growing up i was gonna ask you this um well the most vivid we definitely would have like family breakfast and all that stuff but one of my favorite traditions growing up was um in polish school because i I told you this last yeah. night. I went to Polish school, I think up until eighth grade, every Saturday of my life for like five hours. I guess I didn't know that until last night. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a thing. Um, and we, the Saturday before Easter Sunday, it was dedicated to the holiday. And we would decorate eggs in like the craziest, most extreme way. Yeah. Have you ever seen anyone decorate Easter eggs with wax? Ooh, like yes. wax drawing tools. Yes, you like yeah. dip the tool into the wax, mm-hmm. and like the key is if you're gonna have a lot of colors, you start mm-hmm. lightest to dark. Mm. So like, you know, you'll take the white egg and you'll draw on it, and all of those drawings will be white, and then you dip it into yellow, and then mm. you draw a little bit, and those will be the yellow details, and then you just keep building. And so my favorite was like doing every color in the rainbow, and then the final layer being black. So having like a black egg with just like rainbow. Like secret, a secret rainbow, like under the black. Yeah, because you're adding wax onto each layer, and then at the end you just scrape off the wax. I had a obsession in my youth with the the show Dragon Tales on PBS Kids. I mean, who didn't? And somebody who's more of an aficionado on Dragon Tales can uh, corroborate my story. But the in Dragon Tales, the show, um, they they have a rainbow rock. That takes them to I know Dragon oh Land. God. It was like iridescent. Yeah. And it didn't they keep it in like a little box? Yes, absolutely. And they would take they would take it out and it would shine on their faces and they would like go to Dragon Land. Where wow. all the dragons were Hispanic. <laughs> which was awesome because it was like a learning education show. Oh, so it was yeah. like it was like a show in English where they would teach the they would sort of like like Trojan horse in like mm-hmm. like a, a a language lesson of like well the dragons speak Spanish like they call the kids mijos and so like we're, like we're gonna teach you Spanish which I thought was really smart. Wow, I didn't um, even remember that. But um, the uh, the rainbow rock 
was a formative part of my like i was like every year on easter i was like i'm gonna paint the rainbow egg every year and one year i have a memory of really getting it right Mm -hmm. being like this is the rainbow egg (laughs) and like putting it like on a shelf for like months wait can you describe the process of painting a rainbow egg um so you took a regular egg yeah i mean like i was just you know it was like an easter egg dye right where you i would dye like like i mean would you just like dunk parts of it in different colors yes And then I would like blend the colors and, and you can also like dip a sponge into oh, dye yes, and, and then tap, kind of tap, like pop, 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 pop. Got it. So you would make a rainbow egg and you put one, it up on a shelf. Every year I tried and one year I really got it right. And yeah. I was like, this is a goddamn rainbow egg. <laughs> and I made my family, I think I took like a signed baseball off of like it's signed baseball stand yep. that my dad had. Yeah. And I was like, I'm putting my rainbow egg on this stand. Oh my God. That's so Until cute. it fell off months later and. And was very rotten. Yeah, I was going to say, don't they get really smelly? So, I don't know if you're in the same boat. I think out of safety, my parents would always, we'd always hard boil all the eggs mm, before yeah. we... Yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, paint them. You know what the professionals do, though? They pour the egg out, right? Well, yeah, they pierce a hole in the bottom. And they let it all drain. Let it drain out. We did that sometimes, too, because we'd make, like, confetti eggs. Mm. Where you'd, like, do a little bit of a hole and you'd, like, pour some confetti in and you'd crack it on your friend's head. Oh and there'd be God. a bunch of confetti in it. Wow, I've never done that. That's pretty fun. Um, you know what my mom's been doing the last few years? That's so cute. She dyes eggs naturally. So cute. So she'll like mash up some blackberries with water or whatever so and just like let the egg soak in there. And I love so she, that. Yeah. She's got like a bunch of different eggs that are like very earth toned colors. So cute. We were so talking bomb. about this last night. She posted on her story that she made a few eggs and we we're on the phone and she was like, yeah, none of you guys are here, but just wanted to keep up with the tradition. And it was so sad to listen to. Moms will do some Moms some just... heartbreaking shit alone without their kids and just make you feel so bad for not being there. I know. Without necessarily meaning to. Oh, no. They're just, they want to be, you know. Yeah. They're keeping the dream alive. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I know. My heart, like, I'm with my mom quite a bit but like yeah sometimes sometimes i'll spend like a day away from my mom that normally i'll be with her and she'll like be like yeah i just like set your place at the table even though you're not there like just sad <laughs> shit you're like damn that is so heartbreaking oh yeah um my dad does that to me too though like i don't know i'm such a wuss like with your dad yeah well yeah. both of them honestly whenever i drop them off at lax after like one of them you know visits me i, I always cry but that's because you see them like once a year up. yeah it's so different like honestly you see like, your parents like once a day i see them like five times a week yeah it's crazy because we go over to their house especially right now it's the fucking only people we see i know <laughs> um we uh we watched the play of fleabag oh yeah we did this week which was cool it was the play that sort of um led it was the led catalyst the i was gonna for the say show. it was inspired by the show but that doesn't really make sense yeah it led to the show of yeah. bag um isn't it like only available to watch i mean isn't it or your mom said that it was available to watch for 48 hours i don't know how long it's available to watch i feel like it'll probably be longer but yeah the, the, all the fun all the profits go to charity which is bomb mm. uh it was very interesting to watch i i have a great desire to 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 score or be in a like a musical on broadway someday mm-hmm. so I'm i'm always interested to see like a piece of theater that yeah is fascinating and it was it was like i i had an awareness that like if i'd been to see it in person mm-hmm. i would have had my mind blown having never seen the show because yeah you know so much of it was the same but mm-hmm. um it basically was a one woman show yeah with what's her name again phoebe waller bridge yeah and so it was just her yeah on stage <clears throat> and i loved how they played like sounds in the background whether mm-hmm. it was like the jingle of a door slamming or yeah you know, the guy who interviews her and stuff. It was like a good touch. It was cool. Made yeah. feel high production with only being one human on mm-hmm. stage. So impressive, by the way. Doing that for like an hour and a half. Yeah. She, I think she broke once. At one point I saw her like laughing under her hand. I feel like that was, it. I don't even think that was her breaking. I think that was like part of, part the, of it? the thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would, uh, I would be surprised if she actually breaks she's great um yeah it was great i mean it's it's basically what what then becomes the whole first season of the show yeah fleabag which if anyone who's listening hasn't seen it oh my god you got so it. bomb you gotta see it um i was late to the party so i'm assuming most people have probably already seen it but man i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. um what else did we finish this week what else did we finish oh barry yeah oh man barry's so good 
That show is so awesome. So good. So they, before all of this, were they in the middle of their third season? I can't remember if they were in the middle of it or if they were about to begin production on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, either way, I mean, they're definitely making a third season, but it's obviously like now far, far, far from, from yeah. done. Yeah. Um, but man, I loved the first season and I thought the second season was like just as good. Like yeah. so interesting. What I'm telling everyone is you need to watch the whole show to get to episode five of season two. I agree. Episode five of season two yeah. is a standalone piece. Yeah. It is a short film on its own. You could like almost watch that without 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 like any context. Any other episodes. Absolutely. It's so funny and it was shot so well. It's so good. I yeah. know. I, I feel like if I were to make a TV show. I'd always be hoping to make an episode like that where you're like, I want to make this like standalone vignette make of an episode. So different. Yeah. Those are so cool. And they're cool. Like whatever TV show you watch, like I'm trying to think of other TV shows we like, but you know, when you watch like a show and there's one episode where you're like, oh shit, this mm-hmm. is so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, there was so another good. show that did that. It was like, uh, the house on the hill haunting, the haunting ha- of Hill house, haunting of Hill house. Uh-huh. Did you ever watch that? Uh-uh. There was, I think it was like episode six or something. It was, it was during a funeral, and I remember it being like, it was a one take shot that mm. lasted, I shit you not, like fifteen or seventeen minutes or something wow. crazy like that. And they were jumping back and forth from like past and present. Wow! And they did that by like, um, they you know they built the set to show like the funeral, which was present day, and then just by walking down a hallway, you turn into like their house that wow. was in the past, and it That's just, cool. oh my god, it was so crazy. Those are so cool. I love that. The morning show did that once or twice where like you like Steve Carell's character wakes up in the morning show and you're like, oh, this is from five, ten years ago. Right. You know what I mean? Like, But they didn't do any like long one take shots. I'm not talking one take. I'm just talking like interesting, like one off episodes. Right. right, Where it's like different than the rest of the shit, like the the rest of the narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are really interesting. So those are your Easter traditions growing up was Polish. Polish school the weekend before. Polish wax eggs. Polish wax eggs. Did you guys ever do like the the egg hunting? Like your parents would scatter oh, little yeah. eggs. Oh yeah. I think we did that once or twice. Isn't that kind of sad? That was a big part of my youth, and I was like a brat, and like wouldn't be. I'm not a great like finder of things, and so I would like not be able to find my my mm-hmm. eggs. And then you'd throw a fit. I'd throw a tantrum. You know what? But I was, I, I'm talking like six. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I was really, really competitive when I was younger. Yeah. I always wanted to win at everything. And your friends are like finding the eggs way faster. They're just like, <laughs> found another one. And I was just like, <laughs> just like stomping my foot. That's all angry. So sad. So stupid. Um, what would be inside your eggs? Um, usually like little, little, like the, the eggs were like the plastic. Yeah. The plastic. Those are the ones that were being hidden. Yeah. Yeah. So inside of the eggs would be like a couple of jelly beans or like one of those little like egg shaped chocolates by like, you know, you know how like every. It has the toy inside? No, like just a little mini, like, you know how like every, every holiday they do like a different shape of just like Hershey's Hershey's and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like different color wrapping. Yeah. And and they have like the, like either caramel inside of them or like. But like, yeah, let's get to the juicy stuff. Like, were there any coins in any of your. Sometimes there would be like two quarters Mm. and you take those straight to a, like a vending machine at a, at a restaurant, you know, like one of those little toy, like crank machines where you get like a little, a sticky hand. Oh, a sticky hand. Where you go... Throw it at the window. Yeah, then it sticks on the window. Mm -hmm. I like those. I like the little piece of plastic that you'd flip inside out, and it goes... And it, like, turns over and and pops. pops. Yeah. Loved all those. there'd be, like, a little uh, bouncy ball. Yeah. God, what happened to bouncy balls? (laughs) Who plays with those? (laughs) Damn, where'd they go? (laughs) I think think kids just have iPads as soon as they're born now. I think kids aren't even... so true. Do you think about that? I think about that as, like, a, a person who would love to have kids at some point of, like... People, I often talk to like new parents and they're mm-hmm. like, they're like, yeah, we're going to try not to have our kids like be on the screen so much for like the first couple of years. And I'm always like, come on, man. Like you and I both know that if you had 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 an iPad when you were two mm. or four or whatever, it'd be the, the littest thing of all time. Yes, but I, I'm kind of split on that because you never want your kid to feel 
completely left out from whatever their friends are experiencing because you know all their friends are going to have iPads. Well, social currency is so true. It's like you can't ostracize your kid. You can't be like, I mean, like, yeah. listen, I'm not talking like, you know, smoking cigarettes. I'm talking like stuff like that where yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if all of their friends are doing something and they're all bonding over it and you're, de- but, you're the reason that they're deprived of bonding, it's fucked up. It's... You can play devil's advocate because there are so many creative ways to use an iPad, right? There's drawing. There's all these different educational apps, whatever. You could probably block certain websites from them. But at the same time, you could block like, the Momo challenge. <laughs> yeah. What was that challenge? It was, oh, where they would send it to each other, right? Momo challenge was like this this conspiracy that happened back in like 2017, 18. It was 18. like your family members will be killed if you don't send this to five people. No, was it was it like that, that scary face. Like yeah. the face with so the big what was eyes. The challenge? It was like the the conceit was that it was in like like a kid would click on like a how to build Thomas the Tank Engine toy on YouTube and it would actually be a Momo the Challenge uh, video like secretly and it would tell them to kill themselves and stuff. That is so scary. Now I'm I'm fairly certain it actually was very old by the time the 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 rumor mill kind of got to it. It was like right. several years old and it was basically not even true then. But um, but was it true before? No, I don't think so. I think a lot of moms got scared and deleted YouTube off of their <clears throat> husbands' phones. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, I think I just when I think about my childhood, my youth, ninety percent of it was spent outdoors, and I would never take any of that back. Ninety like, percent of it. Honestly, so much of it. You slept I in would, a tent. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I'm talking about my waking hours, right. okay? Ninety percent of my smart ass. Ninety percent of my waking hours. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I did sleep in a tent. You know what I did have one year for Christmas? I got one of those tents that you strap onto your mattress, and so mine. That's cool. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, but I so love that idea. So your bed turns into a tent. That's Honestly, tight. we should get one. I wonder if they make a Cali King size. But wow, brag about it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a California King. That's right. Um, no, but mine was like baby pink and it looked like a little beetle like a car so my bed looked like a little car and then there was like a little zip up door and you sleep in there and then my brother had one that looked like a tree house i secretly liked his more than mine well we always envy the thing our siblings get more than you know what i envy i i placed all of the animal crossing characters on my island yeah and i gave the monkey the much better real estate than i have wow he's in a much better location it's just better. It's Did you feel like he deserved it? By, more than no, you? I placed mine already, and then I was like, right. "Let me place his," and I found a better place. I, w- I was in a rush to place mine, and then I found a better place for him. Anyway, not to take away from your story about the tent strapped on your mattress. Continue. Uh, it was great. It would feel a little suffocating, but you know there were little mesh windows, so it was all great. But w- what I was getting to, yes, is that I feel like an iPad can really like limit a child's. Um, desire and willingness to go outside and just like create with their minds and mm. fucking play with sticks and and turn mud into mud pies and like do all those things that mm. like kids do. Mm-hmm. I just feel like a lot of games on iPads and stuff just kind of fill all those blanks in for you in terms of like creating your own fun and being imaginative. You know what I mean? And so they're kind of, instead of creating, they're just like intaking and just absorbing listen as a professional child psychologist i do have to agree with you please tell me dr o'connell listen i don't know fucking anything about raising kids i feel i guess main the the overwhelming feeling i have Mm -hmm. is pity for parents in this age because they're dealing with kids uh absorbing technology at a younger age than anyone's ever absorbed it and i feel bad because there's no we don't, and there's Guidebook. no studies on it yet, yeah. too, on like how that's going to. So I feel bad. I mainly feel bad for parents who are feeling that they should be denying a kid the thing that their kid is begging for, and I'm yeah. sure kids are all begging for an iPad right yeah. now or yeah. a whatever. Like yeah. insert piece of technology here. Just I feel like how many times have you seen a kid be like, "Daddy, hand me an iPhone," and like just take their dad's like iPhone and play like Doodle Jump and yeah. shit. Like that's like yeah. every five year old I've ever seen. I mean, I did that with my dad's like Windows laptop and would use the shitty drawing feature with like the spray can and draw like snowmen i totally get it didn't we talk were we talking last week about about, like the marble game or like or the pinball machine uh, the pinball machine and the sand game we talked about this last week it's so Um, good those games are the best you know what breaks my heart though what and i don't know if you've seen this in person but i have and it just blows you'll be at a dinner or like at a restaurant and a family next to you 
um, the kid will be screaming and yeah. the parent will like give them a phone or an iPad and, and then shut they'll up. shut up. And I hate that. I don't want to have a kid that like screams and yells and can't sit down for a meal with their family and need to have something, you know, glued to their hands in order to keep quiet. I can like, only speak on my personal experience there, which is that I was a kid that would scream at a dinner table and there was, was no I, there was no iPhone to be handed to me because it didn't exist. And how did that exist. make you feel? What what was the solution? Your parents just let you scream it out? I mean, they didn't, they encouraged me not to. They'd say, please, uh, <laughs> please stop. Please let up on this screaming. But, but my point is just like, maybe if you're a parent, you're like, my options here are they're going to scream through this whole stupid meal right. or I'm going to hand them an iPhone and at least I'm going to have a nice conversation with Jeanette. So here's the question. How do you avoid that altogether? Don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the, this is, this all leads to me saying, I'm so excited for my, for my kids to get excited about fruit. I really want them to enjoy the simple things in life. Sitting down with their family is a blessing. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's alive. We have food on the table. That is a huge blessing on its own. Fruit, amazing. Natural sugar is the best. That was one of the things you said to me quite early on. You're like, oh my God, I'm so excited for my kids to just get excited about fruit. Which is and so... And never let that go. It's the most hot Pilates, babe thing to say mango think about fucking mango or kiwi there's all these tropical fruits that like i didn't always have in our pantry or in our kitchen yeah so like you seem to have kiwis all the time every time i come over to your family's house there's always kiwis and your mom's like probiotics (laughs) i was like god damn i wish my mom oh my god that's funny bought that many kiwis but yeah not the case um listen they're special to me fruits are great i love a good fruit fruits are incredible i just don't know that stop playing i just don't know that a kid's gonna run out of their bedroom and be like mommy 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 i'm gonna make them the best goddamn smoothies i need a pair (laughs) i need a pair give me a pair well who needs a pair and also like fruits are fruits are on a spectrum from ripe to unripe can you imagine if a kid's like mommy mommy, give me a pair and you're like okay and the the kid's like this is not a lean over pair (laughs) mommy i feel like Uh, i'm i'm imagining we have stewie from family guy Oh, that'd as be our, amazing. As our son. Yeah, we've been watching a little bit of Family Guy this week. Well, because we were like, I was like, I used to love Family Guy. And you were like, I used to love Family Guy. And yeah. we put it on. Turns out, still love Family Guy. It's amazing. It's still funny. It holds up. Um, uh, We had a just a crummy night of sleep last night. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about this. Let's go. Were you in the middle of a dream when you woke up suddenly? I was in the middle of a dream. Okay. Well, let's like backtrack real quick. Okay. So we were annoying the shit out of each other last night. For we fun. We were just in one of those moods where, I mean, it was just all, it was playful and goofy, but we were just annoying the shit out of each other. Yes. Um, And so from that, I couldn't fall asleep. I was mm. like, this is too much fun. Like, <laughs> you know, and then I couldn't get myself comfortable and after like two hours of tossing and turning, I finally start falling asleep, abruptly get woken up by the loudest noise in the entire world. Sounded like a like all of the bubble wrap being popped at once. At once. Or like if someone were to t- take a huge coffee book and hold it above their head and drop it on the ground. That is how loud it was. And when you hear a sound like that in your house at nighttime from downstairs... That is so creepy. Uh, so I'm, our house has like, like the acoustics of the rooms mm-hmm. m- make things very like omnidirectional to me. Like, like you don't know where it's coming from. I don't like, you can hear like our fountain in the back from, from the living room sometimes. Yeah. And I would swear it's coming from like outside of the front of the house. Right. So, so I'm unconvinced that, that it, it was downstairs. I'm unconvinced where the fuck it was because we haven't even found, there's, we haven't found anything that has fallen over. So... I hear this noise and I immediately am like, did you hear that? Did you also hear that to make sure that it was, you know, not in my dream? Um, Which I did. Yeah. You heard it as well. And we made, I think you quickly checked on your phone to see if our alarm system was on and that no windows or doors were open. I know. It was a concerningly loud noise. That was a good, uh, that was the first practical like, ooh, I'm really glad we have this alarm system because... I know, because apart from that, it's been the biggest pain in the ass. It's been that we always Every single morning when we open the back door for our dog to go pee. I've been good about it though. You've nailed it. Yeah. But... But yeah, I mean that I appreciated that we have that because if we if we had no system, mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Oh my god, yeah. I wouldn't even want to go downstairs." It's reassuring to be able to look at the list yeah. of all of our sensors and know that everything's closed. 
And it's a serious list. It's like every window in the house yeah, and yeah. every door. Yeah. It's great. So we hear this loud noise. It's so loud. It wakes us both up. Yep. I was in the middle of a dream, which which furthers the oddness, right? Because you're, yeah. you're dealing with context of a dream yeah. and then you are woken up by this sound mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that's in real life. So I started a new dream after that nice. of us getting broken into. Of course. And so I was like half asleep, half awake. And also at this time, there was a huge moth flying in our room. So big. the loudest. I thought it was raining outside because it kept smacking or itself le- Or leaking. Wall, or like water dripping. And so we're like flashing our phones in the lights. And both of us are just like keeping our ears open to see if we hear anything it else was, downstairs. It was shockingly loud. I kept feeling like I was hearing footsteps on the stairs. And I don't know why. I don't know if this was part of my dream or in real life. But I kept hearing footsteps. And like... Your arm was right underneath my neck. Like I was like sleeping on your arm. Okay. And my head was kind of like snapped back and my mouth was open. And I was trying to say the words lock the door. Uh-huh. Like as if we had like a lock on our bedroom door. And I remember just not being able to say it, which is one of the scariest things in dreams. When you can't speak. When you can't run when you need to run or you can't speak when you need to speak. Yeah. And it was like happening to me in real life slash I don't even know. But it was... I mean, how many hours of sleep do you think you got last night? I feel like I got like eight probably, but I don't think I was asleep from like five to six a.m. I feel like I got three hours of sleep. Oh my goodness. Because there was so much before the noise and then I finally went to bed and then the noise happened and then the whole time I was just alert with ears open. I felt like I was asleep from um, 1 Mm a.m. to 5 a.m. So I got four hours, and then I was asleep from six to nine. Okay. So three. So I guess seven. I guess seven hours. That's still a good amount. Yeah, I'll take seven. Yeah. I'd brag about seven. I'd be like, yeah, I got seven hours of sleep last Yeah, night. that's a number you I'm can brag good. about. I mean, the biggest brag is like... Ten. No, I start feeling guilty at ten. <laughs> I think like... I think eight is the lucky number. Um, this uh, quarantine has been the the most consecutive nights of good sleep i've gotten in my whole life i agree that's the only great outcome of all of this i always am staying up too late or having to get up too early Mm -hmm. always like i get i i'm a i'm a seven slash six average sleeper sometimes i get five we very regularly are going to bed around midnight and waking up at nine i usually wake up earlier than you isn't that crazy we get so much yeah that's That's awesome. awesome it is great um I will uh I will miss only only that fact of this quarantine life. <laughs> I know. Um Ooh, I have one more Easter question for you. Please. This is an Easter episode. This is an Easter episode. Um were you <clears throat> my me throat. Um were were you ever terrified of like people dressing up in bunny costumes or just like men in giant costumes <laughs> did you ever have like giant bunny exp- like any traumatic experiences no i didn't have any but no. it sounds like you did <laughs> well <laughs> me asking you a question to give my own answer no i i've never had like a like an easter bunny experience that freaked me out i'm sure i did when i was You're the santa young. claus one but you know what terrified me no um i'm getting to it okay did you ever go to Chuck E. Cheese? One time when I was in the phase of my life where I was like a disillusioned 14-year-old mm-hmm. and I was there for my little sister who Birthday party? at the time, you know, was seven, eight. Mm-hmm. And I was there for her friend's birthday party. It's and always I was like, a birthday party. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed into Chuck E. Cheese if it's not a birthday party, honestly. Really? I mean, not really, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you have to, it's like only birth, you know? It's pretty crazy to go for no other reason. Yeah, it's Anyways, a crazy establishment. Um, do you remember that like robotic band that yes, would play of in course. Like, the food court area? Of course, it scared the shit out of me. Hated that. Yeah, I had kind of a phobia of like, even like, like on Halloween, my mom, who's a wonderful actress, will like really commit to a costume, mm. and really, really dress up as a witch, or really yeah. dress up as like a vagabond, and like mm-hmm. I. I do not like it. Yeah, you don't like scary things. And I, I didn't find I don't even this like out. costumes or dress up. Like I don't like it. I didn't find this out about you until this past Halloween when we all went to haunted horror nights at Universal and I was walking with your dad and he was like, 
I can't believe you convinced Phineas to go with you last year. I can't believe he's with us this year. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, he's never liked scary things. I mean, I'm sure you know this by now, but he hates sand. He hates dirt. And he hates scary things. <laughs> he hates anything slimy. Um, it's true. Our house is a sand-free zone. I have no sand in our house. <laughs> That would suck if we had somehow sand in our house. This is my point. Sand is the worst. Sand is the worst. I agree. But um, yeah, you really don't like scary things. My family, honestly, I think we went, we went the most uh, crazy on Halloween. Like mm. we went out on, you know what I mean? Like yeah. my mom. We went all out. We went all out. That's the phrase. Sorry. Brain is mush. We just woke up. Um, decoration wise, we had this life-sized clown um, it was just like, you know, like piping and tubes and then you, you put this clown thing on the pipe so it looks like a body and then there are these creepy claws and hands and my mom would like tie a balloon to the hand and wow. this clown mask and then one year we went super crazy. We got all these giant rubber rats all over the yard, um, a smoke machine, strobe lights, like little kids were too scared to go trick-or-treating at our house. This is all but, the stuff of my nightmares. I don't want, to, I don't want any of this. Here's the trick. My what? mom bought the best Halloween candy. Yeah, full size. Like she would have a basket of nerd ropes, mm. gum, like full size shit. Twix, Kit Kats, like all the best ones. She did not play. Here's a, a pivotal moment in my youth. There was one house of, uh, uh, occupied by a, a elderly woman, seemingly alone, by mm-hmm. 70s. Yeah. On Halloween every year, we would trick-or-treat the same neighborhood I grew up in, me and my mm-hmm. friends. On Halloween every year, she would have little Pringles cans, little Doritos Cool That's Ranch. That's awesome. As a little kid, I was like, like fuck, so lame. fuck this. Yeah. I want another Milky Way bar. Yeah. You hit you hit like seven, eight, you're like, fuck that. I want a Pringles I want can. The snacks. Yeah. I'd be like, where give me more Pringles. Mm-hmm. It's like that weird pivot as a kid where you're like, I want the salt. Yeah. <laughs> I want the I want the bad fuck f- the sugar. I want the, the junk food, not the candy. I had this weird dream my entire childhood to build my own um haunted house like mm. in my basement i always wanted to like take cardboard boxes wow and, like, yeah you're so crafty i feel like that's a very claudia thing <laughs> like, to do this is the type of shit that i want like my future kids to try to do in just be basement. excited about fruit in the basement building a haunted house <laughs> yes kids like when we have when we're stopping building this this haunted house in the basement maybe we can have some mangoes ready i'm gonna join the two worlds together yeah. my dream would always be to skin to peel the skin off of grapes and put them in a bowl and if you feel it in you know the darkness it feels like eyeballs mm, i we, d- we, eyeballs. we did the feely the feely cubbies also yeah we did a lot of those or like spaghetti and you would feel it and feel like um worms or intestines or something yeah, we did those. That was like a big homemade yeah. Halloween yeah. thing. And, and you're always like, yeah. Yeah, gross. Yeah, you yeah. didn't like it at all. Yeah, you hated that. It's slimy. Oh, it was the worst. Yeah. Um, no, Easter, Easter, which is the opposite of Halloween, <laughs> yeah. um, was always like one of my favorite mm. holidays because my family was very um, child focused on Easter. Plan, plan big brunches with friends. Oh, I completely forgot. So. I'm trying to think of what age. I guess this was high school years for me. But at one point, my parents just, like, stopped putting in effort. And we just started going to brunch at this, like, hotel. At, on Easter? Yeah. Yikes. But, like, it was this hotel that was, like, known for its Easter brunch. It actually was incredible. Like, you could you could choose, you know, gourmet Belgian waffles or you can go get hand-cut sushi. Like, it had Gross. every... I, well, yes, I know. <laughs> but you stay there for, like, five hours. How's so your, you, how's your you Easter store? brunch? Dude, the hand cut sushi. <laughs> well, you get there early, so you start off with breakfast, and then you sit there and you hang out, and then you later have lunch at the so, same buffet. Let me get this straight. Yeah. Claudia's family wakes up. Beata wakes up, and she's like, "Happy Easter, everyone!" And you guys go. <laughs> she's not say everyone. She's from Transylvania. She's Dracula's wife. No. She. Um, so you guys wake up. Yeah. You pile in the. Porsche Cayenne. Yeah. <laughs> you drive. Also dressed to the nines. Like I remember one year I wore a Forever 21 like bondage dress with like bondage nude, with like nude pumps. Bondage? What do you mean a bondage you dress? You know what? No, no, it wasn't bondage. It was um it was just like a tight dress, but it was like pink and yellow and blue. Not I don't know. bondage colors. Those are Easter colors. I guess when I say bondage dress, like I think of um this like one trend that 
was very popular when I was in high school, which was like tight dresses that like had layers to them. I don't really know how to explain it, but like a bondage dress. It's a thing. Look it up. So you pile in the car in your bondage dress and your white pumps <laughs> and your Porsche Cayenne with your brother who's presumably like playing like a Nintendo DS. For sure. Three, a Nintendo 3DS. He's probably got <laughs> headphones on. Probably mad at you for looking at him. Your mom and your dad are up front. And we would do this with um, my cousin Nicole and her family. Of course, you would, they, of course you would do it with another family and you'd all go to a hotel. they started doing it before us and then we kind of joined the bandwagon. But, I, I, but you go to a hotel that on like, Easter yeah. for... Early, so I'm I'm imagining nine a.m. No, 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 ten, ten, eleven. So you go to a hotel on Easter, mm-hmm. ten a.m. I think it was a hotel. I don't even. April know. in Chicago, Chi Town. Yeah, so go to this cold hotel. Outside. So cold. So you're dressed in the nines, probably with a big jacket on it to get in the car. You take the jacket <laughs> off in the car because you're always too hot when you get yeah. in the car with the jacket on. Spaghetti strap dress. Short. Get to the hotel. Heels. Yeah. Take the jacket off once you get inside of the hotel. Go mm-hmm. to the buffet. Grab your waffles. Look at the sushi goat. Maybe maybe save that for later. <laughs> and you have your waffles it and for breakfast. And then you and your cousins. Uh, wreak we, havoc in the hotel lobby. What we do is we'd like run around and like. Would you bring fucking bathing suits and go swimming in the hotel pool too? <laughs> oh my god, no! But that's so good. No, babe, I had my makeup on. No, I, had my hair curl. I wasn't gonna go swimming. I was gonna no. wait. At, wait it up for lunch. Um, sushi. God, that's a genius idea. No, we would just like run around, and go up and down like the elevators. I think. Oh, or for like fuck's sake. <laughs> we would. I mean, this was so wasteful, but we would just want to try everything. So we'd make like the customized crepes and like the customized, you know, egg omelets. Well, and that's the all r- that bullshit. The rule of a buffet is you yeah. have to get some you of everything, try everything, and then you invariably don't like fifty-five yeah. percent of and it. And then, like, the parents just, like, sit at the table the whole goddamn time, and you're just so ready to leave. But it's, like, a completely. whole day thing. So I did that, like, three years in a row. Completely forgot about it. Do you remember what now. ages? It was, like, high school. Like, I was, it was, it was maybe, like, maybe, <laughs> wait, you know what? No, maybe it was, like, seventh grade, eighth grade, and, like, freshman year. And then freshman year, you're, like, maybe you're, like, sophomore. you're like, guys, this is bullshit. I'm a freshman now. I can't be doing, I can't be maybe doing this sophomore. anymore. Maybe sophomore. I can't be seen in this. Maybe sophomore. You're already, like, low-key, like, a little sophomore. bit famous on YouTube. And you're, like, I can't be sitting at this hotel for six hours eating <laughs> eating a waffle a waffle buffet breakfast and then waiting in the lobby until they serve I, lunch and then having su- sushi for lunch. I remember showing the dress in a hall that I that I wore to that um, Easter brunch. So oh, wow. I was definitely popping on you the tube. You are not as embarrassed by your past as I, I love my past. am embarrassed I was, of my past. I was a cool chick. I'll um, be the first one to say it. Yeah. I wasn't here. I, d- d- I do I not relate. My, I wasn't like cool, cool, but I didn't really do anything or say anything embarrassing as far as I can remember. Do you know what I mean? Like I never had like some weird phase like... I don't know. Everyone's like a little weird. Like, you, you know, the, I used to laminate my own bookmarks and sell them to students in you class. You weren't the movie eighth grade. You weren't like saying Gucci. Yeah, I wasn't. No, no, no. I, w- I wasn't like cringy in that sense. I don't know. I, I had kind of a normal childhood. Is there then a chance that the cringiest you've ever been is right now? <laughs> is that a possibility? Do you want to fight? <laughs> no, I don't think you're cringy at all. I'm just saying like, if it stands to reason that if you were never cringy, you just haven't no. gotten there yet. No, I've been cringy, but um, but it, it's, it's excused because you were younger. Do you know what I mean? Um, well, I bet if I watched old videos of me, being super, I would hate, well, my Chicago accent was so strong. I'd be like, Hey guys, here's what's in my backpack. Yeah. With your cute my little, cute little face and your blonde with hair, huge braces, and your huge I know. braces, my blonde so highlights cute. that I would dye through like my bleach cap. Terrible. You, you know about me that I've. I've done my very best to like erase everything before yesterday in Guys, my life. This is the biggest issue about dating Phineas is that he has kept his childhood such a like mystery to me. You don't have any photos to show. You barely talk about it. Like every so often you'll drop a little Easter egg and be like, oh yeah, I had like a skinny jean wow, Way face. to bring it all back to this I episode. Know, I know. Good I, theme. I was hoping you'd pick that up. Um, like you've, you've wanted to be a pirate and a cowboy, but that was when you were like little. So you're like good with talking about that. But there's like, there's an age gap. I feel that that my family has filled that in for you. 
They've shown you childhood videos. But not not the years that I'm looking for. Because, looking yes, for? I have sat down on the floor in front of your TV with Billy as she's shown me every single video of, like, you being bathed as, like, a little baby. Awful. And, like, hiding in, you know, laundry bins and stuff. So yeah. cute. You always leave the room. Mm. Um, but I guess the years that I'm really looking for here are, like, um, 14 to 18. Oh, Guess guess what, Claudia? Give it to me. No, you're not. Those no, those, those are, are the worst <laughs> years of not just my life, of everyone's life. Somehow, Billy, who has been just in the public eye for the the entire duration of fourteen She's to eighteen, crushing it, crushing it, crushing wore it dope years. clothes the whole time. I was mortifying. Every every choice I made from 14 to 18 mm. was the wrong choice. <laughs> there were two paths I could walk down from 14 to 18 and at every turn I was like the embarrassing one. <laughs> just a wa- just a checker a red and black checkerboard but, wallet on a chain. But, oh my god. <laughs> on acid wash jeans. So because of this you guys, because of his insecurities, he's never added me on Facebook. Well, I don't have a Facebook anymore. He's deleted. Oh my god, I completely forgot. You've deleted your Facebook. Yes. So there's absolutely no shot. Do you remember a few months into our relationship, I was like, babe, I guess we got to change our Facebook status. Yeah. Oh we my gotta, god, we're not even friends yet. We were, and you but we fucking deleted it. But we it. couldn't become friends for some reason. That's not part of the story. The part of the story that I'm telling right now is the part that what you didn't want to add me and that you didn't want to put me into the relationship. And then also you deleted your Facebook. So now I can't see those photos ever again. I swear to God, on Facebook, it said, you can't add this one. They have too many. Uh, friend requests. Friend requests. Crazy. Yeah. Well, Look that... at how popular you are. <laughs> it's wild. I'm a, in, I'm a YouTube internet sensation. A hometown hero, if you will. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no. no, it's true. It's true. We, we our relationship statuses on Facebook still say it's complicated. <laughs> I don't. Mine probably just says single. No, mine says single. You're, I think mine actually just says nothing because you can have you can have no you can have nothing as your relationship status. Right. Can you choose the option of it's complicated with and then like tag someone or is it no? Just you can say in a relationship and it's complicated. That's what you can say. Interesting, dude. How about this? So yeah. How about when you were thirteen, fourteen, yeah, and you'd see that your friend would update their status <laughs> from in a relationship to it's complicated. Oh, and you'd and you'd like immediately shoot him a text, and you'd be like, "Bro, what's happening? <laughs> what happened? Absolutely, that was the best. Oh my that god, that was middle school years when yeah. all that shit mattered so much. Oh my god. Well, that was when like a relationship was actually only a Facebook status. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that like, was like you'd see each other text, in you'd see each other in person, you'd still be shy. Yeah. You'd be like, hey. Yeah. You'd maybe hold hands one time during yeah. a lecture. Do you want to like, hear a funny shit. story? Yes. I dated this guy for one day and I broke up with him because Numero Uno? No, this was maybe like my second or third boyfriend. Got it. And we we were dating for one day. It was a full school day. So that's okay. like seven hours, right? And um, after school, we had a kiss. Wow. And it was so bad that I broke up with him the next day. I got it. Yeah. It was like his lips went fully around my lips, like Tight. kind of like a fish suck. I kind of like it. I feel like that's an no. interesting strategy. No, it's not. Not in seventh grade. It's very foreign. It's crazy. It's a little spooky. It's a little slimy. I liked it. Anyways, um, I broke up with him at lunch the next day. And I told held, him I saw him more as a friend. Held a girl's hand under the table at Thanksgiving once. Mm-hmm. And then she put her arm around me that night. And I was like, oh my God, this is getting intense. And then a Every couple. Every touch just mattered And so then she much. would send me. Um, we, we didn't have phones yet. So yeah. she would send me emails. That's really it was cute. pretty cute. And That's they were like, really I cute. like you. Did you have AIM or like AOL chat? No, just literally, I... just literally like Gchat, like Gmail, Ooh. like the Gmail chat. And so she would send me like, the... she'd be like, I like you. I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and we lived not so close to each other's neighborhoods. Mm. And I was like, this is unsustainable. Neither of us can drive. Oh God, Romeo and I think we were fucking 11. I definitely thought you were saying, I think we were fucking. No, I think we were 11. Okay. And fucking. I'm kidding. We're, <laughs> we were not. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think we were 11. And then several days later, I saw her again and was like, I think we should put this, I think we should put this relationship on hold until we're a little older. Wow. <laughs> and then by the time we were older, of course, I was in another relationship and she was, mm. she was peeved. She's I've angry. been friends Now she's married. So whatever. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That was that was we never uh, we never had any romantic involvement again mm-hmm. after this holding of hands at Thanksgiving dinner when I was eleven. So pure, so pure. So now, to my knowledge, she's married. 
to a sweetheart who one time I saw several years later at another Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and I said, Hey, um, I won't give away his name. Let's just, let's just call him. She just happened to be at your family's Thanksgiving. Their family and my family and like, like family friends, Zoe, Malcolm's family and like a couple of, we were all friends. So we'd see them. Got it. Anyway. So once she had a boyfriend, she'd bring him around. (gasps) He was a sweetheart. And listen, I wanted nothing to do with her romantically. So, so I'd see them and I looked down and I saw that he was wearing shoes that looked like he had deflated a football and then put it on his foot. And I was like, oh, no. hey, let's make up a fake name. Hey, Lance. I was like, hey, Lance. I uh, I love those shoes. And he was like, thanks. And then let's make up the girl who mm. I held hands with Thanksgiving when I was 11. Let's call her um, uh, uh, Winona. Okay. I go, uh, she goes, he goes, thanks. Wait, way to go on the creative name. Thanks. He goes, he goes, thanks. Winona made them for me. And I was oh. like, oh, I can tell because... No one would buy How shoes that looked like that. Sho- That's kind of impressive, though. Did they have rubber soles? Were they no. equipped to be? They were real moccasins. Shoes? They were poorly made moccasins. They're moccasins. Got it. Got they were. It. Okay. They were awful. Now oh, they're wow. married. So they truly. So they were deflated footballs. They're, they're, I didn't really know what to envision, but you just saying moccasins. Got it. They're married now, and Lance has a lifetime supply of homemade moccasin-style <laughs> shoes from Winona. Wow. Uh, I have no idea where they live anymore, and I wish them nothing but the best. You know what's really crazy is going on Facebook and just seeing, like, the different relationships, you know, blossom from just peers in high school. Like, there are so many random people in my grade. That are um, now. That are pregnant or married. Wow. It's crazy. Crazy. They're engaged. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the the pregnancy at, at the age that I am right now... Unless those people have like been dating for many years. A lot of them are kind of accidents. Of course. But that stuff, I'm like, damn, like you must hate a condom. Like seriously, (laughs) like what is the the deal? Do you know what I mean? Like, man, like I I, I, I shocked, shocked, Mm -hmm. shocked that people would like be that reckless. I know. It's, it's crazy. so tough because then everyone's stance, stance is so different on birth control birth control and abortion and all that stuff. And yeah. some people feel like they really just don't have that choice. And so they follow through with the pregnancy and then are, you know, super young parents. Crazy. I'm glad this is late in the episode of the fourth episode because this is the first like red button issue Ooh, we've this talked is the about. the moment where they're like, are they pro-choice? They're just gonna be like, we're canceling them. <laughs> no, we're, we're obviously pro-choice. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that, like, you know, everyone's got different stances, so it's, like, I th- I think if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, some people in my hometown that got pregnant just didn't even view abortion yeah. as, like, an option. Possibility. So they went through Here, here's my deal, though, as a person who's pro-choice. My, I'm pro the choice of the girl that is pregnant. Right. That's it's, whose it's choice I'm pro. And it's... If you're pregnant and you want to keep the baby, fucking absolutely your prerogative. Yeah. Like, that's, that's my pro-choice always. As a guy, mm-hmm. I'm... I'm never going to stipulate that anything happens, but I think I think it should be every woman's right to choose yeah. what they what they do with the the life that they're um, harboring. I agree. Yeah, because so, you know, again, I mean, like this is not news to anybody, but there are so many pregnancies that are not only unplanned. Unplanned is it? Well, one on the list of like you know, I know. Uh, th- there's pregnancies that come from sexual assault and, and pregnancies that, that yeah. pregnancies that very quickly you realize the baby's going to have a terrible life because mm-hmm. or abusive you relationship. Know, you can or... now tell so early on in the process if the baby's going to be born born malformed, right, whatever. So right. I think um, I don't know. I'm I'm pro choice. Yeah, but. I agree. Uh, but pro the choice of whomever. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I know. Friends from high school. That stuff is always like bananas. I've, I've had the same thing. The the oddest and the most fabulous is people that you didn't even really know that well. Mm. Like a, a girl that went to my high school girlfriend's high school was like, I, I really didn't know her. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at some point in she like 2015, she was like, welcome into the world, like beautiful little Miles. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. And also, Damn. of course, like, I think by the time she gave birth, like her and the guy weren't even together anymore. It was so crazy. Right. That stuff's just like fucking like, I think, I think that's like, I just am always like, wow, that is like their life is, is uh, more complex than mine now. Like, they have Absolutely. more to worry about than I do. I follow all these different mommy bloggers, and it's so cute. Babies are so cute. And sometimes I have to kind of stop myself and be like, 
once you have a kid, then it's it's, it's over. It's about them. At, for those 18 years, like you are making sure to, you know, give that kid a good life and education and environment and, and give them all the tools they need to be totally great people. Um, I think the exact same thing. I so feel so much responsibility. It's I, insane. Yeah. I literally like we go on walks with masks on with our dog now. And mm-hmm. I saw like a dad walking around with his little, you know, probably six year old daughter. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's so cute. And then I was like, can't wait to do that. And also can't wait to like, ha- like, listen, I'm, I'm sure I'm still going to do creative things because they bring me joy and whatever. Yeah. But like, I was like, I'm, I'm excited for the life pivot to be like, my life is no longer really about myself. Fulfilling my life my is about dreams, my right. kid. Yeah. It's, it's going to give you new purpose in a way that like, I think you don't really know how to process until it happens to you. Yeah. From what I can tell. I was in a writing session once with the artist father john misty he's mm-hmm. he's now a father um and i asked him he was about to have a kid at the time mm-hmm. and i said um how uh how how are you feeling heading into being a father yeah and he said i he said i think i'm seven years overdue on not thinking about myself so goddamn much anymore <laughs> i totally get that i feel yeah. like we all worry about ourselves so, so it's one of the things that i think this this global pandemic has done is it's recentered people into actually collective consciousness it's mm-hmm. like i i'm worried about my loved ones and i'm worried about the country and i'm worried about europe and i'm worried about yeah. um asia and i'm worried about africa like i feel like i feel like that's um a recentering of like empathy Absolutely. i think most of the time we're like but is my art the most meaningful i know the amount of like journal entries i have in my journal in my diaries and journals throughout the years of just like what what is going you know whatever what is my purpose what is my purpose exactly (laughs) like you know totally it's it's very easy to get like sucked into that and it's like important to remember that like health and the health of the people that you love so Mm -hmm. important and and also like non-negotiable like you you're lucky or you're not you know and all we can really do other than that's the craziest thing about reading and hearing about all these numbers it's like all of these numbers are lives and everyone's life is just as complex and special and rare and And their whole family and and their whole family and web of you know friends and loved ones it's so crazy that those numbers are actual you know humans that have an entire life and it's so crazy it's really crazy i read a piece the other day about i guess you know it's enough people have been sick in new york now that there's quite a few people now who are past it in new york like a bunch of people yeah and they're all hanging out with each other Wow. they're all like we fucking we're past it right like and we all had it so Damn, let's, the survivor let's hang. club yeah yeah just the you know the the uh the plasma club the <laughs> antibody club um i like this assumption that we have about ourselves where we think that we've already had it or we're hoping I, that we've no already i had i it. think we've already had it you i think so i do so here so let me here's a little educational period i read a, yeah. a piece about herd immunity in the state of california yep they are now um, hypothesizing that coronavirus did not start at the end of December. It, in fact, started in the middle of November, which, of course... In Los Angeles or California? In, in Wuhan. Oh, okay, okay. Now, if it started in mid-November in Wuhan, there were no travel uh, restrictions until fucking March. Yeah. Right? You know? I mean, there were yeah. travel restrictions in and out of Wuhan, mm-hmm. but for for months prior, there weren't. I forget the number, but I think it is something like 2,000 Chinese nationals a day on average into the state of California. Wow. So let's assume that if it actually started back in November mm-hmm. in Wuhan, somebody who was asymptomatic, who had, had no knowledge that they were sick at all because mm-hmm. it was so early and they hadn't even really studied the virus, you know, got it, came over here, gave it to somebody here, whatever. Um, super easy, obviously like the most innocent of of accidents right Mm -hmm. we all got our flu shots here in september Mm -hmm. and i guess this past year november december there was a lot of people sick in california yeah with like a quote-unquote early flu like everyone's go-to also was like oh the flu is only 30 percent effective this year exactly everybody loves to blame the flu shot on like not (laughs) working yeah fast forward a couple months claudia goes to new york for a calvin klein shoot was this before my birthday yes okay you go to New York for a Calvin Klein shoot. Yeah. 
you come back. We have one day together, which is Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Literally that, only that day. Right. And then you fly out. And I left. And the day you leave, you left, I got sick. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I you just come from New York. together it was from my travels to New York. You got sick and you were like, oh man, every time Phineas goes out of town, I'm sick. And during my absence, you were laid up so sick like so sick like coughing weak as fuck fever yeah um achy just mucus like just really the sickest i've ever seen you yeah definitely and i come back and i come back several days into your illness Mm -hmm. and so i don't get sick at least right away yeah i don't get anything nope and i'm like well i must have missed her flu because you know the flu the sort of standard yearly flu right. is only contagious for the first 48 hours or something. Right, right, right. And so I'm like, well, I, I'm fine. Yeah. 12 days later, you go back I start getting sick. Was this... You before were... I go on tour. Got it. I start getting... I start running nose and coughing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's 12 days later, which is is too long to blame you. Except we now know that coronavirus um, can, cannot, can be asymptomatic for up to 14 days. Yeah. And so I get a runny nose, but it's very mild, and um, I'm congested, my ears are plugged, my eyes are, are itchy, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe I have allergies, maybe I have a cold, whatever. We go to Florida to start rehearsing for tour. I develop a cough. I develop shortness of breath. We get home as soon as tour is canceled. still sick. And I'm still sick. Yeah. And then I get a fever. And then I, I get over it. And Billy gets similar symptoms and then gets over it. And my dad is asymptomatic. But here's here's my question. Because sure. once you got back from your short tour that yeah. had been, you know, canceled. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on pause. You, you're sick once you come back. And then I don't get sick until a week later. I developed a really strong cough for like three days. Do you remember that? I didn't feel that sick, but I was coughing like crazy. I so do remember your cough. That doesn't really help. That doesn't support this, you know. That doesn't. And I'm this. I'm not going to try to draw lines I can't see, <laughs> but it does the 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 correlation of you being horribly sick, coughing like crazy, yeah. me getting sick a couple weeks later with the similar symptoms. My family getting sick, although my dad was asymptomatic, which they now think one in four cases are asymptomatic. Right. Getting back home, feeling wretched for about a week, um, and then getting better. And also your cough, other than other than the cough, you were pretty much not. Yeah, it was fine. It was just you, you, ne- you never got anywhere near what I got. But I, it's t- how do you even explain that though? Because, because if you because if you had earlier, it, could I have developed a cough after my body had already? I mean, a cough with no other. With no other symptoms could be any number of things, you know, it was a changing of seasons or whatever. It's, it's so hard to pinpoint anything yeah. without getting 100%. tested and having. Well, and of course, and that's the issue is none of us were able, ever able to get tested in that process. So none yeah. of us know for sure. Yeah. And we still haven't done an antibody test. So I'm really excited for those. And my, my hope, if I'm allowed to hope this is that we had it and we're over it. That's mm-hmm. my hope. Obviously we, we could have not had it, but I did have every symptom. Yeah. Except for loss of taste. I guess the only ignorant thing about hoping that we've already had it is that then you have to think back on like how many people I could have contaminated. The benefit is that by the time I knew that I had it, no one in your close circle are on tour. Billy, Billy, no one was able to get a test. Right. No one was able to get a test. And there was someone on your touring. We right away found out that somebody who had been on tour with. A different I think crew. the Jonas Brothers or somebody, one of the Jonas Brothers crew members did test positive and a mm. couple members of our crew had been with them and so they started social isolating and, and they went and to they a hotel. And they kind of warned you guys. Like, but we had hey, already like fist bumped those people tested. and whatever. Right. So even if it didn't come from you. But the fact that other than a cough, you didn't really get sick when I came home all sick mm-hmm. to me is like, well, how would she have not gotten sick? Unless you were asymptomatic. Yeah, I have no idea. Fascinating. Um, we're about to run out of time on our podcast, which we could sit here and just talk for hours. Just yammer and yammer. Um, are there any, um, closing thoughts? Um, well, I hope you guys are, well, by the time you're listening to this, it's already been Easter. So Mm -hmm. I hope you had, um, you know, a a nice, loving, peaceful Easter in midst of all of this. It's It's very gloomy in Los Angeles. It's really gloomy today. I hope it clears out. 
clears up. Um, I don't know. I just, I want to thank you guys for supporting this podcast. It's been so much fun for us. It seems to be giving you guys a lot of entertainment and, and it's the same way here. It's, it's fun to. Yeah. We like doing it. We do like doing it. Um, I don't know if you've heard my stomach gurgling the whole episode. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah, between Claudia clearing her throat and my stomach, we're just we're just uh, a full episode. Goddamn mess. <laughs> Fun fact, you guys, we don't edit this at all. <laughs> Fun, <There's> been... <laughs> Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> and the only reason I want to say this is because I kind of want to flex a little bit. Yeah. We're pretty damn good at keeping a conversation going. Yeah, there's and... not so many lulls. Not and also not too many like us and ums unless I just completely <laughs> black those out and right. uh, say them without realizing them. But I'm I'm pretty proud of it. it. You kind of there's kind of like a fire under our ass while we're recording this. It's At true. least for me personally, because no, I'm I get so used to editing my own footage and mm-hmm. having control on that. But it's fun to know that everything that's being said is off gonna... the cuff, baby. Yes, I love you. I love you so um, much. If you would rate this podcast five stars, go do that. If you have any other rating in mind, uh, keep it to yourself. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next uh, Monday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, happy Bye. Easter. Happy Easter. That might have been my favorite episode so far. I think it was the best one. Yeah. That was really good. Piss. You got to piss? So bad. What's new? I know I always have to piss. Always. Always.